The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I'm so excited to be back live in studio this week, and uh, I'm also excited to have Josh Cooling in from our Lake Hazel store. Josh, thanks for coming in on, uh, it was kind of short notice, I gave you about 12 hours. Yeah, it maybe, was... Uh, maybe a little bit more. It was, uh, it was a little short, but uh, <laughs> always happy to be here. Uh, really enjoy getting to come down and do this. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in, and uh, you know, hopefully next time I won't, I won't ask you so soon like friday friday afternoon at six <laughs> yeah no uh well you know the nice thing is is you know my uh my team out at lake hazel is able to to cover and we you know we got a good group and uh i'm able to take some time yeah that's awesome so fantastic i appreciate that and uh, appreciate getting a chance to talk to everybody today and uh you know if you have any questions you got something going on out in the lawn and garden we got a few things we're going to talk about uh, today that I've already uh, kind of gotten ready. But if you have specific things that you're seeing out in your lawn, your garden, with your trees, your shrubs, even your pets, if you got questions about those, we can answer that as well. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. Those phone lines are open. We'll take your calls, get your questions answered as best we can. Usually we can, we do pretty good. We can, we can usually answer most of them. Josh, you're really good with dogs. You have dogs, don't you? I do. I I do have one dog. Um, I have a black lab. Yeah, and uh, he's very happy and healthy thanks yeah. to some good Zamzo's food. Awesome, and uh, yeah, that's awesome. So let's get into some of the stuff. How are things going on at Lake Hazel? Because right now is an interesting time to just like talk to different store managers. Because um, and we're gonna I want to get into this a little bit deeper, but uh. Every store has such a different, you know, not entirely different, but they always have, like, there's always things specific to certain stores. How are things at Lake Hazel out in the that south side of Boise doing for you guys? Uh, things are going good. Um, you know, as far as what we're seeing, uh, we're seeing quite a bit of uh, lawn bugs. Yeah. Um, seeing, you know, a good amount of weeds, which you kind of expect when it's hot like right. this. Um, and then doing a lot of work with, uh, with our customers on the soil out there because, yeah. you know, with the new homes and, and, uh, the fact that we're, you know, they're building houses and putting lawns on areas that have kind of just been fields for years. Yeah, right. We, uh, we need to, to help our, our customers get some, you know, some good stuff into their soil to, 
to help their lawns be you know healthier and, and just grow better. Yeah, I've uh, I've encountered a few of those things. So this was it's been a kind of an interesting summer for me in that I've done more stuff out uh, in the public. <laughs> I feel so, I feel I feel bad about saying that. You know, like being at the store was is such a different thing, right? Because you talk to people all day, every day. It's just what you're doing. Um, on top of you know running the store and doing all the stuff a manager's got to do. And when I started doing the stuff at the home office, like I kind of, um, you know, I, it, it kind of became answering emails, looking at pictures, and I don't do a lot of stuff outside uh, as much anymore. And I always, I always enjoy it, um, but it's always so busy. You know, I always have something going on. And uh, this last, uh, so on Thursday, I did. Um, we have our Facebook lawn program group. And, uh, just lots of questions coming in, like, you know, what, you know, with a picture, what's wrong, what's wrong, lots of pictures. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to do this. I said, if you want a lawn call, send me a message, send me an email and I'll get some scheduled. And I, I spent, uh, the entire day Thursday driving from one end of the Valley to the other and back, uh, doing, and I ended up doing, I think 13 lawn calls on Thursday, which was a gauntlet of lawn calls. That is a, that's a <laughs> lot was, for one day. It was a lot. It was a lot of work. And I, you know, like my mouth was way bigger than my stomach was because yeah. I thought I'd be done by noon. But no way. It took me all day. Um, but, you know, it was really it was really good for one to like just get away from the computer for a day. Well, and get that face to face with some customers. Absolutely. And, yeah. Um, but there were so many like eye opening things for me. Like, I don't know if there were things I forgot, but just things I stopped realizing uh, just how different are the valley is like, there's so many differences in like from star to, you know, the East side of Boise to Lake Hazel and Cuna, uh-huh. kind of where you're at yeah. by where you're at. And then back to Nampa, there's so much variability and so many different things people are dealing with. And I think we kind of tend to sometimes lose sight of that a little bit, uh, when we're kind of you know, just at the store because we get a sample in you, we look at a picture and we kind of, and and a lot of times, you know, we get the idea, right? And I think that's, that's really what it comes down to is like, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of things, but actually going out there really, I was like, oh my gosh, the people out in star are dealing with some different things that the people out in Meridian and Boise. And, uh, and I, I couldn't take, uh, like I could, like, I just kind of had to come at each one with this just fresh eyes. And, and it was really good. It was really good to see all those different things and, and really get to kind of, it was, it was a good brain exercise really, Yeah, you know, to just kind of like think about some different things that are going on. Yeah. That's been one of the nice things for me is over the last, you know, three or four years, I've moved around the Valley, you know, yeah. store to store and, and kind of, I've gotten to experience that, you know, right. you see what you see in Nampa is totally different than what I'm seeing now at Lake Hazel. Yeah. Um, Versus what I would see when I was at the Chinden store, um, you know, where you're seeing a lot more established lawns um, and plants. And so it's uh, it's always nice to to get to see that change and, and yeah. the way things differ. Well, and what's nice also is now you've been at Lake Hazel for a little bit of time now. So uh-huh. you're kind of getting used to what people in Lake Hazel, that, you know, it, Southeast Boise yeah. uh, are, uh, are dealing with, which is fantastic because you're getting, you know, you've got a lot of people dealing with similar situations and you can help them through those situations based on, you know, the yep. help you've provided for other people. And yep. I thought it was just, it was awesome. What I th- I really found interesting was that, you know, I, I, I did, uh, I think I did nine uh, or probably I did two in CUNA. I did 
the other I did how many did I do? I think I did four in Nampa and then the others were here in from Star to Boise. And I didn't find grubs in any lawn until I got back to Nampa at the end of the day. Every lawn that had bug problems was all chinch bugs. Uh, like every single one I couldn't, I was looking and looking and looking, never found a grub in the Boise area, which I thought was really interesting that, because we've noticed that, that trend of where it seems like bill bugs or grubs are kind of not as big a problem as they were like 10 years ago. And I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily true or if it's just kind of like, you know, the, it's what we're seeing or, you know, maybe, you know, it's really weird because it seemed like 10 years ago, it was like, Grubs, 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 grubs. There was nothing but grubs in everybody's lawn. Uh, and then we started seeing more leaf blight and more chinch bugs. And now I think I'm seeing even less leaf blight than I was, you know, five years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm seeing, you know, I still see quite a bit of leaf blight. But, mm. you know, we're dealing with newer homes right. on, so uh, on that that's... soil that that still, you know, is adjusting to lawns are still trying to adjust and establish. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing leaf blight. I've, I've seen grubs quite a few times. Interesting. Um, I wonder if it's maybe, in, uh, I wonder if it's even more like, because like I saw, uh, I saw the only fungus I saw, the only leaf blight I saw was in star in brand new housing. So I wonder if those more newer build areas are seeing some of those other things a little bit more, than the established places definitely could be you know those yeah. those older stronger lawns may just be able to deal with some of that stress a little better yeah. than the newer ones yeah that's it's really fascinating just to kind of see those little micro you know climates or micro environments throughout the valley and how different they are and um and in and there's there's just so many different ways to go about doing some things so uh I, it was it was awesome. It was great getting to meet a whole bunch of different people. It was great getting to look at different lawns and and find areas. And there are a couple of things I started kind of noticing uh, while I was doing that. And I wanted to kind of share like that kind of figuring out what's going on in your lawn. So we're going to get into that here in just a minute. We're going to go a quick break. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and we'll be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo with some free tips on keeping your lawn green and your garden growing during this extreme heat. Tip number one, when it's this hot, never apply fertilizers and weed killers during the heat of the day. Herbicides can also kill the good plants around them if they're applied at the wrong time. Tip number two, water deeply and infrequently. In this heat, most lawns need an inch of water two to three times a week. Watering multiple times a day for short periods only keeps the roots at the surface and you want them to go deep. Tip number three, raise the height of your mower to the highest setting. Tall grass shades the root zone and keeps the soil from drying out. And finally, make sure you're not underwatering or overwatering by doing your own water audit. You know, my dad says every plant needs light, air, water, and nutrients. So even if you don't use Amzo's lawn food, please use our free advice and take care of your lawn and garden the right way with help from us at Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Federal Way and Geckler in Southeast Boise. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Josh Coling. 
of our Lake Hazel location. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. It has been, it's hard to believe it's the middle of July already um, because it, feels like it's been August for like two months now. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to believe it's the middle of July, but it feels like it's the end of August. And yeah, uh, it's just been, it's been so hot and so strangely, um, you know, just otherworldly hot for so long. It's really interesting. And I think we're seeing a lot of stresses that we don't typically see. And we're seeing it for a longer amount of time and earlier than we typically see. Yeah, right? it, we're seeing stuff. I mean, I'm seeing stuff that I typically wouldn't expect to see until August. Right. And I've been seeing it for a month now. Right. Yeah. And that's just kind of I think that just throws a lot of stuff off and it makes it uh, difficult to really like pin down because I think, you know, when it when it's 100 degrees in August, like we kind of expect to see plants, you know, tired and stressed but not in July. And that's, no. and that's, I think, what's been kind of really difficult with this year and just having such a prolonged heat. And, we're, and uh, you know, it looks like the temperatures are dipping just a touch. You know, we're not quite getting to 100 every single day, uh, but it's still in the 90s, so it might right. as well be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's still, you know, we got, we got some time. We're going to be dealing with this. So there's, uh, there's a couple of things I've kind of picked up uh, as I did those lawn calls. Um, you know, I kind of got into a good rhythm of, like, checking for lawn. So I want to kind of... Talk about some of those things when you're in your lawn, how you can, you know, check on some things and just like good practices to do, like your first steps in like you notice something, what do you do first? So, but first let's go to Doug in uh, Meridian. Doug, how are you doing today? How can we help you? I'm doing good, Nolan. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Um, and I should tell you the older you get, the faster the days go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah, doubt thanks it. Thanks for that warning. Thanks for that warning. Um my daughter was uh, talking to me about um, her orange tree in California, mm. and do those those don't lose their leaves? They just drop leaves. Yeah, what I believe the they're evergreen. I believe they're evergreen in like California, and I mean, well, everywhere. I think they're just yeah. evergreen plants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure because um, it seemed like it always had green leaves on there. Yeah. And. But she, but it sheds leaves, obviously. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it probably yeah. kind of like a pine would, you know. Once a year, it probably sheds, you know, a good fair, you know, some of the older leaves is just going to drop, and probably even will drop when it's stressed out or something's going on. So, so it's considered evergreen. Okay. Yeah. That's what I told her. I, I wasn't sure though. Yeah. She thought it was another. That's kind of in the category of, on the. Regular trees as opposed to evergreen. Oh yeah, no, that yeah. So if it's yeah, if it stays around, you know, that's what I would. <laughs> I'd always have fun conversations when people would, uh, you know, think that pine trees are the only evergreens, uh, but there are evergreen no, I, uh, trees and, and plants that and, have uh, a nor, you know, what you not a not a pine needle. They have a regular leaf, but yeah, there's a lot of them, and uh, right, it's a uh, there's even deciduous. Pine, um, not pines, but uh, deciduous. Uh, there's all sorts of technical. They're gymnosperms and angiosperms and yeah. cone-bearing plants. So, um, actually, here's an interesting tidbit. You know, a ginkgo is actually closer related. You know what a ginkgo tree is? It's actually yes. uh, the it's actually more related to a pine or a cone-bearing plant than it is 
uh, deciduous trees. Is it really? Deciduous trees. Hmm. Yeah, the the fruit on it is actually more of a uh, more like a cone, a pine cone, than it is some hmm. of your other uh, fruit, which is really interesting. I think it has to do with like the exposed seeds, something like that. And I don't know. It's really nerdy. I think and... there's another name for that too. It's called a money tree. Money tree. <laughs> yeah. There's. Yeah. I think. I think that's one of the other common names. That's probably. Japanese, yeah. That's a Japanese term for it. Yeah. Ginkgo. Yeah. But translated as a money tree. Cool. All right. Thanks for the call, Doug. Appreciate that. Uh, orange trees. I wish I got to deal with orange trees. It's not something I've ever, uh, I mean, I think I grew like a lemon tree at home once, you know, here in Idaho, but you know, it's just in a little pot. doesn't really do much. Yeah. They don't get very big. <laughs> yeah. And it blooms and then doesn't do anything. So, uh, okay. So let's see, we're going to, I was, I wanted to get into like some of the, some of the things you kind of deal with, like, uh, when you start to see problems showing up in the lawn and in, in particularly the lawn, like, so the entire time I was doing these lawn calls, I had a shovel in my hand. And one of the things that I think, uh, kind of throws a lot of people off is I would just, I just started digging, right. (laughs) You know, they'd, they'd come over and I'd start talking to them in a little bit and I was like, all right, well, let's dig it up. And I think it kind of surprised a lot of people because I just cut out a section of the lawn um, and I'd find a spot that I wanted to cut out and I'd do it and I could shake out the, you know, the grass and say, Oh, there's your chinch bugs right there. They're crawling over the sidewalk or, you know, digging up a little bit and there's a grub. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of like that idea where we kind of, t- a lot of people will tend to kind of baby their tomatoes, right? They, they yep. treat them really, really delicately and tomatoes are very tough plants like they can take a lot of damage oh yeah um, they, they love stress yeah and they and they respond to it differently uh and and they they just do they seem to do better the more or the less i should say the more neglect the less you do to them the more you neglect them yeah the happier they, they get yeah they just seem to enjoy that which is really strange um but you know i'm not gonna shame a tomato for what it likes yeah uh so you know, when you get into the lawn, having a shovel or like I always called it the screwdriver test, you know, you just have a screwdriver and poke it into the lawn. You can do the same thing with the shovel. And and for the most part, I saw a lot of the lawns I was dealing with were uh, just the watering was just perfect because I could push the shovel in, um, you know, really well. Um, but what was really fascinating was you'd get these spots where somebody would say, you know, the lawn's getting watered and I guess got this area. And so when you have that shovel in your hand or you're using a screwdriver, you push the shovel in one area and then you go to the area where that's been identified as that trouble spot and you, you, you immediately feel the difference. Yeah. You, and you just have a harder time getting the shovel in yeah. and yeah. you got, that's when you got to really jump on the shovel to get a, a sample of it out. And that tells you a ton just right there. I mean, even if, uh, you know, if it's getting the water in that spot, if it's that tough of a soil and you can't push that shovel in or push that screwdriver in, you've got some bigger issues. There's just a hard spot. One of the uh, lawns I went to in Nampa was doing that. Like this guy had, um, he was, he was awesome. He had uh, an app on his phone for his sprinklers. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Um, it's because we went to the backyard and he was like, oh, the sprinklers are on. So he just pulled out his phone and turned them off. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Um, but he, you know, and he was like, he's like, but there's these two spots right in the f- middle of the lawn that I am always dealing with. And, and he's like, you know, when I put in the sprinklers, I found little trash piles in some of this from when the house was built. And he's like, could it be, you know, something's in the soil? And I was like, almost assuredly yes and you know as soon as we i took the shovel over there and and he had it like really green because he was just pouring the water to it you know he would take his hose out and just drench it you know which is what he had to do 
And, you know, even with that, pushing the shovel in, there was just a very noticeable difference. And the, the soil is just compacted. And, uh, and it's just this hard clay kind of crummy bit of soil. And it just takes a little bit more more work. And um, those are the times where I really recommend Peniturf, yeah. um, which I think is a, a just an awesome product. And and you're you were mentioning you're seeing you're selling a lot of it out there. Oh, we are, yeah, because we're because we're seeing a lot of that uh, really compacted hard clay, right? Um, you know, just just under the surface of the grass because new homes, um, you know, they're not doing a whole lot of amendment when they put right. the sod down, right? Um, and so Pinaturf is a great product to get that process started, yeah. Um, and and start the process of getting you know moisture into that soil and and letting those roots move down in and. And just uh, getting everything going, right? And I think that's like the 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 great thing about Penitur is like it's a great in season product. Like because right yeah. now you don't want to do a lot of air, you don't want to do aeration. Like that's not that's too. It's, it, the lawn's got enough stress right now already. You don't want to aerate or thatch it now uh, because it's just gonna it's just not gonna go well, right? Um, yeah. But ultimately, to really fix that spot long term, you probably got to do an aeration. You probably got to top dress with like some extra human green or some compost or do something on top of that. Uh, but right now, the Peniturf will fix it for the season yeah. and get that water to get into the soil where it needs to, so the grass can get what it needs. And uh, or help if you've got an area that is not draining and yeah, you're holding exactly. a lot of moisture it's going to help to to get that moisture to work through right and, uh, and that can be because that can be another issue you know you got an area that uh, that's starting to brown up because it's getting too much water right yeah and i saw a lot of that um when i was the manager at the eagle store i think did you ever work at eagle i did not okay i was trying to remember if you had or not but I would deal with that at Eagle all the time uh, because they had the lawn there would just get mushy. Like you'd have mm-hmm. to put so much water out there, it's sloshy. Um, and I just started telling the guys, just apply Peniturf. Let's do Peniturf once a month, yep. and uh, and that really made a huge and difference. Tried when, out, lawn started looking better. And, when uh, when I worked at the water tower store, we've got it's got the berm out front yeah, in the lawn, and we yeah. used Peniturf once a month out there. To make sure that we were getting water into that soil. So yeah, yeah Peniturf is is a product that I mean we love to use at the stores. Yeah, and it's uh, I think that's a great one too because that uh, I think that that berm had a slope to it too. If you've got a sloped yeah. area, there was one uh, one of the customers I went to out in Cuna had uh, her backyard sloped down towards the house and towards the bottom of the slope. Uh, you know, a lot of the lawn was green and nice, but you know, there's these big areas that were just towards the bottom of the slope were just brown. And I, you know, that was what I recommended that she do was uh, some Peniturf because it'll help that water soak in. If you got that yes. slope where the water just runs, get that Peniturf on there. All right, we're going to go to another quick break. If you want to be a part of the show, this is the Zamzo's Garden Show. Give us a call 208 336 3700 or 1 800 529 KBOI. We'll be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo. And if you're new to the Boise area, you may not know that Zamzo's has been formulating high-quality, locally-sourced feeds for animals for 88 years. And that we have our own line of premium pet foods for dogs and cats. 
Well, I'm proud to introduce you to three new members of our family of foods, the new Zamzo's Fundamentals line for dogs. There are three flavors, chicken and barley, turkey and barley, and our new white fish and barley for dogs. The whole idea behind Fundamentals was to offer a line of foods that featured quality fundamental ingredients the dogs love, but at a price that makes sense. And speaking of family, did you know Zamzo's has an entire family of pet foods in our Grandma Z's Super Premium line? We call them Super Premium Foods because they use the very best ingredients and have formulas with and without grains. So for the best dog food on the market, feed Grandma Z's from Zamzo's. But for a great dog food at a great price, try our new Fundamentals line from Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Meridian under the bright yellow water tower. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we're back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Josh Cohen of our Lake Hazel location. And uh, we've been talking about lawn care, taking care of uh, a lot of the heat issues, bug issues, things that are going on right now in the lawn. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. I also want to talk about some of the garden problems we've been seeing because I know squash bugs are going crazy right now. It yes, seems like, they are. seems like everyone's having, a tr- having some trouble with their tomatoes. So we'll get into that here in just a minute. But it looks like we got a phone call from Kaylee in Boise. Kaylee, how's it going? How can we help you? Yeah, it's Jaylee with a J. Oh, I'm sorry, Jaylee. How are you? <laughs> that, I'm fine. Hey, I'm just a, just a mile or so from uh, the um, store. Um, this year, so I've been here in this house for 11 years, and so I've mown my lawn for 11 years, and this year I have what somebody said was crabgrass mm. everywhere, big, huge patches of it. And I've never had it before. I did a pre-emergent um, fertilizer early in the spring. Okay. I did what I was supposed to do. But there was those big winds. And I have nothing on my east side except a bare piece of 10 acres and the school. Yeah. And the, the crabgrass, and that's... Um, that's where it all is, is on my east side. Yeah. Um, could, oh, go ahead. No, could it have blown in? Oh, surely. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, you know, it's, there's, it's, it's always tough to know how a weed seed gets anywhere. Um, and you know, they just, they just always just, I wish we could get rid of weeds forever, but the problem is they're not weeds everywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> a weed's yeah. just a plant that's in the wrong spot. Um, but yeah, it definitely could have blown in. Now you said you did a pre-emergent uh, in the in the spring. Do you know recall which product you used? I probably used Scotts. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So, no, that's fine. Um, the yeah. so what I'm wondering is actually uh, we actually have two weedy annual grasses that uh get into our lawns here in idaho um one of them is crabgrass the other one is called goosegrass and a lot of times and crabgrass actually germinates much earlier in the spring so if you use a crabgrass control at the right time for crabgrass you'll actually prevent the crabgrass but goosegrass starts to show up a bit later and uh you usually need to treat for a second time is that usually what you uh 
are seeing. What are you seeing out in towards Lake Hazel there, Josh? You know, I do, I don't know what it is. I've never seen it before, but it's a it's a wider leaf. Yeah. And shorter, yeah. And I don't know what goosegrass looks like. It, I, <laughs> I I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, see, it looks. <laughs> what's funny is it looks a lot like crabgrass in a lot of respects. There's a cup. There's a big difference in the way the two of them look. So typically, crabgrass gets a lot larger. It's called. Um, some people will call it large crabgrass uh, because it gets bigger. But also, crabgrass will have red in the stems. Towards the crown, where the the plant comes out of the ground, there's a uh, uh, it gets oh. very red, and if you don't see that okay, red, it's not okay. It's not. Yeah, so it sounds like you have goosegrass, which, uh, like I said, is another very common weedy grass. And I don't know, I what do you do? You see a lot of crabgrass out towards Lake Hazel, Josh? You know, I didn't see a lot of crabgrass uh, this spring, but we are seeing quite a bit of goosegrass coming yeah. in right now. Yeah. Um, what I would recommend is if we're if you're not sure what it is, get a sample and and take it into that store that you're uh, that you're closest to and uh, and have them identify so that they can get you the correct product. Right. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that a lot of people, you know, if it's a grass growing in their lawn that they don't want, it's crabgrass, but it's not always. <laughs> Right, yeah. The names are always crabgrass tends to be that kind of name that a lot of weedy grasses gets called and it's, you know, it's totally fine. It's mm-hmm. uh but it it is we do want to make sure that we identify the the weed properly. Um so yeah, like Josh said, bring it grab a, you know, a chunk of it. Um bring it into the store. Try to get as much kind of root as you can so we can see the entire thing. Uh but I oh, would okay. guess you probably have goosegrass and you can spray for it. Um, the sprays are relatively slow, and they take a while for them to work because it doesn't kill your other grass. So you can spray for it. Personally, I if I get some in, I usually tend to let it go. I usually like to reseed kind of towards the end of August, make sure I get some good grass in there. And then for goosegrass, you really need that second application of your preventer, but you need to apply it usually in May just a little bit later than you would for crabgrass. I've never had to do that before. This is the first time, and I have like two foot circular patches of of this. Yeah, it's like somebody dumped it or something. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's just it, it's just awful. So this is an interesting thing. Did you have any um? Did you have any stress last year? Did you have a bugged problem or? Did you notice uh, if no. any of those spots might have, you know, stressed out or died a little bit? No, it, it my lawn was real good last year. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, sometimes and, they just get I in use, there and it's it's tough to know how or why. Um and they just sometimes it just happens, you know. I I wish I wish like I said I wish we could get rid of them altogether, but I mean even even with you know, I apply, you know, the things I'm supposed to and I still get, you know, a little bit of spurge and a little bit of crabgrass and a little bit of stuff here and there. But when you get a big section of that, that makes it really difficult. But I think the main thing is to make sure you do some reseeding, uh get some new good okay. grass in there and and get okay. that two applications of that preventer. Because now you know that there's a source uh, of seed nearby, at least close enough that it could come back year after year. Yeah, the the ten acres next 
to me across, uh, across the little street has not been developed for three years now. Yeah. And they just have let it go to seed. Yeah. And uh, once they still do start developing it, you're going to see a whole list of other issues. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you start getting voles <laughs> oh, and, and gophers yeah. start to show up. So just be prepared. <laughs> oh, oh, my neighbor has that. I have a street in between me and that. But my other neighbors, that they're property backs up to that empty field yeah and they have been fighting those little vermins uh <laughs> for two years yeah yeah, yeah it's awful yeah. it really is okay so i use your 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 mix for weeds the sticky oily um i don't have it in front of me bottle that you mix a tablespoon or two ounces per gallon yeah, if it's um, for, um, we have we have a couple of different ones. The ones for grass are okay. very specific. If it's something that you buy for general weeds, like dandelions and stuff, that's not going to kill this stuff. So yeah, bring uh, okay. bring that sample in. Let the let the okay. let the team look at it. They'll find they'll they'll know what it is and they'll get you the right product. Okay. Is any day better than another day for somebody to identify? Because I know that you have new hires. <laughs> what store are you? What store are you close to? Lake Hazel. I'm just a mile from. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Come and talk to Josh. He'll be there today. I will be. You're going to be there this afternoon, right? Yeah. I will be. Um, And then, as far as you know, coming in, pretty much every day is good. I've got, uh, I've got a pretty good team that that can identify those for you. Oh, good. Okay, that sounds good. I will be down there then. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jay Lee. Appreciate that. Uh, looks like we got another phone call. Let's go ahead and take that. We got Jim and Buell. Jim, how's it going? How can we help you today? Hey, guys. Yeah, doing pretty good. Hey, I got a question. Uh, we have a Japanese maple, and just notice all of a sudden, I mean, it's on the east side of the house, and it's got a lot of shade around it. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, the the, uh, the ends of the leaves on, on some of the leaves are turning brown and kind of crinkly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just wondering if that's – somebody said it might just be because of the heat and the wind. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that. I would probably suspect yes. How long has the tree been there? I planted it, I think, last year sometime. Okay. Yeah, that would not surprise me for this time of year, especially the hot – the heat we've had this year. Um, and being that it's uh, a Japanese maple, they they don't like heat. They are an understory plant. They like to be shaded – but they also don't like high temperatures. So it would not surprise me. You'll probably notice that just about every other year or so, uh, getting some gotcha. burnt, burnt tips, um, especially okay. if it has any time where it is getting hot sun, direct sunlight can cause some 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 issues there. So uh, you know, okay, just make good. sure you don't overwater. That's one thing that we tend to do a lot of times with trees that start to get stressed out. We tend to overwater them so just uh yeah don't don't go crazy with the water because that brings on a whole nother list of issues um give it yeah give it some thrive and if it gets really bad try putting up a shade some sort of shade cloth to get it and whenever you know it does get sun try to get some shade on it during that time okay okay one other quick question i bought over the top I bought over the top from you guys, yeah. and I put it on two or three times, and it is just not killing the grass. We mm. have um, creeping, oh, what did my wife keep telling me? <laughs> creeping Nelly or something like I don't know, some kind of a really uh, pretty, um, it has little yellow flowers in it. Uh, 
anyway, anyway, it, it's growing in there like crazy, and I keep spraying it, and it's not working. Mm. And I use that oil. That yeah, I'm wondering, on. Jim, did you did you uh, did we did we converse on email about that? Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. I talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I thought uh, it sounded familiar. So you know, I. It's really tough. You used. Um. Did you use the grass beater or did you get the? Uh. What's the one we have called from Bonide? Yeah. Josh? I think it's, that yeah, Bonide would be the grass. the over the top grass beater. Grass beater. You know, I. Right. Yeah. I. You know, I don't know. I tried. So I. I'll tell you what, Jim. I did end up using that again. Um, and okay. what I noticed, I think I applied it about a month later and I did notice some of the, that grass was just barely just starting to turn. Um, and then uh-huh. I applied it a second time and it did, it did get me. So I don't know, it might, you might need to, um, you might need to actually just give it a lit, you know, when you mix it up, give it just a touch more. Um, well, Josh. Josh, that's funny because somebody did tell me that uh, they're a gardener and they were saying, yeah, they've used it as well, you know, when they do their gardening business. But they said that uh, she told me, she said, you know, I got to use almost a cup full of that rather than two tablespoons per gallon. Yeah, I I wouldn't maybe go that high, but but yeah, definitely give it, you know, try mixing it just a bit stronger because, and especially, you know, right now it's going to be even tougher because if it's grown up, are you keep are you trying to mow it down or like not mow it down, but whack it down no. or anything? Well, I can't do that. No, yeah, because uh, you've got the. You know, I pull off. Yeah, I pull off the tops a little bit before yeah. I spray it, thinking maybe you know that that'll help. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. If you can keep well, it, once it gets tall, it's tougher. Like you need so much more product, and and it can get a lot tougher. So if you can get it down short again, and then spray it again, but just a little bit heavier. Um, okay. You, you might get a little better luck with it because once they get tall, it can be really difficult. And then, you know, the other thing yeah. you might do, Jim, um, if you've still got my email, um, you can just reply to that. Cause I remember our conversation, send me a picture of what sure. you got. Maybe it's a grass okay. that we can, uh, identify and come up with a different solution. If that one's not working. You bet. Okay. I'll do that today. Thanks, Fantastic. Josh. You guys yeah. have a good day. You too. Yeah, you got it. Have a good one. Okay, we'll be right back here for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. If you'd like to be a part of the show, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and one of our customers was out in their yard and noticed all these brown spots in the lawn. After some investigation, he found out these spots were all getting water, but the soil was so hard and compacted that the water simply was not penetrating. Well, that's exactly the reason we invented Zamzo's Penetur. Penetrf makes water go vertical. Through a biological process, Zamzo's Penetrf breaks up hard, compacted soils, including heavy clay, and allows water to penetrate. In fact, a few years ago at the baseball stadium, they had a place in the field where water wouldn't drain. Chris Owings poured some Zamzo's Penetrf directly into the standing water. And much to everyone's amazement, the water drained into the soil right then. Well, if Zamzo's Penetrf can work for a compacted baseball field, it can work for you. So if you have brown spots where water won't penetrate, apply some Zamzo's Penetrf and soften the soil in your lawn or garden. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670-KBOI. 
All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today has been Josh Coling. Josh, thanks again for coming in. No, it was a little short notice, but I appreciate you making some time to come hang out and, and chat with us about some gardening it, stuff today. It is always a pleasure to get to come in and uh, and be on the show with you, so thanks for having me. Appreciate it immensely. All right. Uh, we got a couple minutes left, so uh, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Got just a few minutes, but we do have a phone call already from Dave in Nampa. Let's go to Dave. How's it going? How can we help you today? You know, it's, it's going just fine. And uh, thanks for taking my call. This is about fruit. Okay, I've got tomato plants in pots. And they're doing really good. I think they're, they're, I just got tomatoes all over the place. But I also have blossom rot. Mm, yeah. So my question is, now that I've already got the tomatoes out there, even if I treat it, is, am I going to have any success treating these things? Uh, you. So blossom and rot is really an interesting issue because it's kind of a combination of situations it is the lack of calcium in the tomato uh but it's also the lack of calcium as actually due to water um and it's kind of the the two of those things combined so there are like you know the rot stop products that have some extra calcium but it has to go hand in hand with some of that water and when they're grown in pots i think um you know it, it can be a little bit um, more there might not be enough calcium in the pot or whatever the soil was you used, and in combination with that watering, so you definitely have time to uh, correct it. What I would do is take off any of the tomatoes that have the end rot, right? Because it's never going to get better. It's just going to keep doing it. Well, that if, if it's got a little dot or it's a real, real tiny dark spot on the bottom, I mean. You know, we're talking like a pin dot. Is that, is that the beginning of blossom? Not necessarily. I I wouldn't necessarily say if it's really small. Um, you know, it could have been a little bit, but um, what I tend to see a lot of times happen with tomatoes is like usually like your first couple tomatoes early, your early ones that were setting. You know, a couple uh, weeks or a month ago almost. A lot of times, those first few will tend to have end rot, and then the next kind of generation of them won't have it. And you might not do anything differently. It's just the different seasons and the different situations there. So I will, you know, just take off the spot, the ones that have the worst of it, you know, where it's definitely, it's like (laughs) the end of it's black, the whole end of it's black and it's mushy. It's not going to get better. You want to just remove it because that's just going to keep taking water and nutrients from the other ones. So remove those. And then keep an eye on it. And you can do the calcium supplement. A lot of places are kind of going away from recommending the calcium supplements because um, they've just found that a lot of times watering alone can fix it. But I think when you're dealing with a pot, um, those grown in a pot, I think you have a different situation because the only thing that's in the pot is what was already in the soil. And um, if you um, sometimes if you amend you know, or you use something like tomato boom in it. Tomato boom would be a great one for getting some good nutrition in there along with a little bit of calcium yeah. uh, that the plant can, okay. can use. Yeah, and that, so for, you know, in, in did you use anything when you planted the tomatoes this year? No, no, but uh, what I've done so far is I put some bone mill in there. Okay. And uh, tried to water that down. And I also... You know, the internet, 
I went ahead and uh, took some tums and crushed them yeah. up and, and dissolved them and we'll hey, tried it that way. Dave, too. I'm on the I'm on the hard break. Stay on the line, okay? I'm going to finish up. I'll answer a couple more of your questions uh, and try to you know get some info for you there. Josh, thank you again so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Nolan. All right. We'll talk to you all next week here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzu, and as you've heard or seen on the television news, most of the western United States is already experiencing moderate to extreme drought conditions. Here in the Treasure Valley, it's been abnormally dry and the rivers are running very low. At Zamzo's, we can help with ways to water wisely, including expert advice and innovative ways to precisely measure how much water you're putting down every time you water your lawn or garden. We're talking about Zamzo's new water audit kit. You get four specially designed gauges that collect the water emitted from your sprinkler heads, showing you exactly how much water is actually reaching your lawn during each cycle. What's more, Zamzo's water audit kit will pay for itself in the first month with savings on your water bill, not to mention helping preserve a precious natural resource that this year is in short supply. So before you waste water, stop by your nearest Zamzo's and ask us about our new water audit kit and other ways to water wisely with help from Zamzo's. Nobody